the platform that I am really encouraging churches to lean into, and I would say maybe the technology is video conferencing. And so whether that's Zoom or Google Meet, uh, I think the more you can personalize connection, human to human connection with people or help others connect with each other, the better. And I think it, it is different in a chat room than in a video conference. So you and I started our interaction in a, you know, messenger uh, in, in a chat, you know, function. Welcome to the Social Media Church Podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by Christian Crow of Calvary Baptist Church. Christian, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Nils. Yeah, so we met online and you are in a unique role. Uh, every time I see online campus pastor uh, pop up in, uh, in in somebody's you know Facebook or in their profile, uh, I'm always intrigued uh, as, as I lived in that world. And this podcast has been so much of documenting the world of online ministry. And uh, Christian, it sounds like from our interactions that your your journey into online ministry was unexpected and unplanned. And so I would love for you to share with people what uh, about Calvary, about yourself, and, and really how you got into the role that you're in today. Well, sure. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> well, so um, let me see where to start. Um, I played drums in a Christian rock band in the 90s okay. in Nashville. And okay. what's the what's the name of the band? The band was called All Star United. Um, okay, and uh, really mostly mostly in the nineties, early two thousands, a touch, but not much. Okay, um, yeah, and um, yeah, it was wonderful. It was a great opportunity. I traveled. Uh, I've been to all fifty states and nice. about uh, I think twenty three countries, and uh, we had a blast. Um, I really am still very close with many of the guys in the band. A couple of them are still in Nashville. Um, and, uh, and one of them is actually in Phoenix and is a music minister. So, uh, okay. uh, when I retired from music, I wanted to have a successful relationship with a woman. Um, being on the road is a little difficult. And, uh, so fortunately I was able to transition to telecom and I started working, selling, uh, Nextel push to talk phones and, okay. uh, ended up getting, uh, hired by corporate Nextel and moving to Los Angeles. And right before that, I, I did get married. And so my wife and I moved to L.A. from Nashville. And I worked right. for Nextel for a while, which got acquired by yeah. Sprint and worked for Sprint. Yep. And then in 2007, um, I got recruited over to Singular, which then became AT&T. And I spent 13 years in AT&T doing the whole telecom sales, you know, technical sales, business to business kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Felt like I had two careers, uh, two completely different careers, and um, and then after uh, COVID came about, um, my wife and I had been um, free to move around the country uh, with AT and T, and when you yep. provide that kind of freedom to the company, they take advantage of it. So yep. um, we went from LA to Phoenix to San Diego, and then we were ended. We ended up in Atlanta. And okay. while we were in Atlanta, the path for promotion would be to move to Dallas the next. And okay. my daughter uh, was in third grade. She had um, lived remotely from both sets of her grandparents her entire life. And I really wanted to gift her with the experience of growing up near family. 
both my wife and I had that when we were kids. And so we just really wanted to give that to her. So um, we moved to Lake Havasu City, Arizona, which is kind of random. Never thought we'd live yes. here. Um, when we were living in Los Angeles in 2008, we ended up buying a home here because we wanted to buy property, but we didn't want to buy in California. Yeah. And my wife's family was from Minnesota and they had been snowbirds. So they had come to Havasu for every uh, Minnesota winter for about four years, yeah. each time renting the house. So we thought, well, let's buy a house in Havasu. We can kind of make it a family vacation spot. And um, when we were, uh, you know, back in, in Atlanta and we were considering moving to Dallas, we said, well, let's let's move to the house in Arizona. And that yeah. way we can be closer to my parents who were living in Reno. My wife's parents would be there every winter. So we moved here in 2018. Um, and then in 2020, uh, I, I got laid off from AT&T, which okay. was something that we were aware of and knew was a very real possibility. Um, not being in a major metropolitan city uh, for a big corporation like that, there wouldn't be too many uh, promotion opportunities in a small town. Yeah. But we were aware of that and we knew the Lord would yeah. provide. Yeah. Then I moved here, got laid off, and I posted on Facebook that, uh, you know, end of an era, I'm no longer with AT&T, and um, we'll see what God has next. And yeah. then moments later, I got a text from our senior pastor at the church asking if I'd ever considered a position on staff at a church. So uh, what was funny about that, uh, Niels, was when my wife and I got married, um, I had already done the Christian rock thing. I had my own transition to telecom. So she didn't know me when I was doing the musical stuff. Yes. Or she, you know, we didn't know each other. We didn't date. Um, but the one thing we kind of decided is that neither of us had, in fact, I remember having this conversation. I said, um, do you have a call to the mission field? And she's like, no, yeah. not you. And I'm like, I don't think so. And yeah. I said, I not, do you want to be work for a church? And she said, no, not necessarily. And I said, good. Yep. Because my dad was a pastor, so I was a PK, yep. and I yep. spent all this time in, in you know, Christian entertainment, um, yep. and just didn't really have a desire to go do that. Yeah. So yep. when I got the text from our senior pastor asking me if I'd consider a position on staff, I uh, I kind of looked at my phone, shocked, and immediately felt like, okay, Lord's got some plans here, you know. And I remember telling my wife, and she had a very visceral response. She, she we were sitting in bar stools. And she got out of the off the bar stool and kind of cowered down and went no no because she knew that then you know yeah. that's that's what God had yeah. for us. So, um, so I've been here for about two and a half years, and okay, I I I, I love it. I love it so much. I am so fortunate, so blessed. Um, I had when I so, came here in 2018 been playing drums in the worship band. So I'd gotten the chance to know the pastoral staff and getting all the people. So I already knew that I loved them as people. I knew that I loved the ministry, um, but coming on board, it just it just elevated the whole thing to be a part of it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And and was the initial role online ministry, and where did that even fit, pandemic timing wise? I mean, twenty twenty yeah. had the pandemic begun, or was it right at the front end of the pandemic? What what was the timing there? So I think we were, I remember, it was probably August time frame, pandemic, pandemic okay. kind of launched in yep. March. Yep. Uh, yep. 
and my role at at and I was I was overseeing um, part of our transportation department where we sold vehicle tracking to, to okay. companies. And all of my accounts yeah. were in California. So um, when the pandemic hit, we weren't allowed to travel and do face-to-face visits. Yep. So it was all phone, yep. you know, working from home. Yep. And that was really discouraging. It was really quite, um, took the wind out of your sails to not be able to meet with your sure. customers. Um, yeah. And then when they when they did the layoff, it was uh, they laid off about five thousand people at that point. You know that's how they kind of do it. Okay. They big swaths of yes. people. Um, <clears throat> and the church had um, shut down, like so many churches across the country, and had gone quickly pivoted to broadcasting online. Um, and since I was playing in the worship band, I was kind of already privy to that because we would get together and record the worship, and then they would edit it together. Um, one of the brilliant things about our church was, um, since so many of our, um, our people that come to our church are snowbirds, they go back to Minnesota or Wisconsin or wherever, um, you know, they went home to their churches, which were shut down and they weren't broadcasting. But since we were broadcasting, a lot of those people, oh, did I lose you? Um, no, we're good. We're good. Okay. A lot of those people were still tithing. So we didn't see the huge drop in giving such that we were able to, um, they were able to bring me on initially to oversee the online ministry and to try to, you know, focus on it and continue to meet those, um, those people where they're at. So it was immediate when it came on. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long answer. Quick question. I imagine. I'm sorry about that. No, no, it's fantastic. I mean, I think it gives unique perspective of, you took the natural path into online ministry of Christian rock band to 20 years in corporate telecom to online pastor. Uh, that that's, that's the normal path that we all take <laughs> into online ministry. Yeah. Um, it, it is, it is. And I think the reality is there is no normal path. Uh, it, it really is like, it's got God's unique path of, you know, I think when you think about youth ministry and some of the traditional roles, I mean, that there is a trad- more traditional path, but, but there's not one here. Uh, and there's not a definitive, like, this is the kind of experience you need. So what, where did you start? So as, as those, you know, kind of keys were being handed to you, uh, coming into a church staff role for the first time ever, where, where did you even begin? Was there, was there some foundational pieces already in place or did you have to build everything from the ground up? So I was fortunate that they had already started, uh, broadcasting their services. Um, okay. Uh, so I kind of came in and took that that ball and ran yep. with it. Um, we were, I was hosting the online chat and, and do those types of things. Um, yeah, I, um, I, I was amazed. There's one thing that I really love about working for a church and, and, and working to further the kingdom of God. Um, one thing that I did not experience the same in telecom, but it, when I came to work for the church, I reached out to a few people, uh, strangers, you know, and, they were such people that were in were doing online ministry, so willing immediately to help in any way possible. You know, just offering support and um, uh, some of the same people that you've spoken to, like Jeff Reed and and Jay yep. Granda and and yep. many others. That you know, I'd shoot them an email or a text, and they would point me in the right direction. Um, a couple of them I met with over the phone. A couple I met with in person, and. Um, and it was really encouraging to know that it, it no one had it figured it out. You know, it wasn't like yeah. anyone had 
um, well, I'm, I'm excelling and here's the formula you take. And it was just kind of this acknowledgement that it's the wild west still, you know, and yep. what we're really trying to do is um, accommodate ministry when we can't be in person. And how do we do that? Yep. Um, and the thing that I'm, I'm continually realizing is that it boils down to the opportunities for one on one connection, um, either mm -hmm. if it's via text chat or over the phone or a video call like this. Um, it, yeah. It's it's ministry at the end of the day. And yeah. the medium is different, right? Yes. Yes. I, I love and I love how you uh, immediately kind of took your corporate experience in sales and relationships that way and, and kind of translated that to your ministry role. What As, as you look back on the last couple of years, are, are there a couple of key ministry highlights that stand out to you of like, wow, this is, I didn't expect this, but God moved in a unique way here through our online ministry that, that just blew me away. Um, you know, I think, I, I don't know if there's any, any mage yet. Um, but some of the, the comments that I get from folks that are online during a, a service where they just acknowledge their appreciation from being able to, yeah. being able to enter into worship um, through a computer screen and, and still feel a part of a community when they're on their couch or they're in their you know yeah. their kitchen table on their kitchen table. Um, just being able to to make that connection, I think, is incredible. Um, also, we've had um, a couple instances where. Um, uh, I haven't been able to go yet, but our senior pastors traveled to a couple of our locations where we have a, um, you know, a small group of people that gather together, um, and we've been able to do baptisms. So um, well, you got to go up to Alaska and see some of our folks up there and uh, some other parts of the country, and and that's really cool. And then because we have so many people that come here during their winter time, um, we get to meet them face to face. I'm seeing it's a little yep. choppy. I'm sorry about the internet here. No, oh, yeah, I'm good. You're good. So when we get to meet them face to face, and after I've already had a connection with them online, there's already a bond there that you feel like you're, you know, you're already, you already kind of have a brotherhood in some ways. Yeah, and then that just makes it that much closer when they're away, you know, because a lot of those folks come here for four or five months and then go back and be at their home. Yep. And then come back again. So we get to see them, yes. you know, about once a year. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's 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 a unique opportunity, and even in your unique circumstance of uh, how people engage with you physically and how the online can can inter intersect with that. What yeah. what do you as as you look, Christian, to the future of uh, your online ministry, online campus? What what are some of the things that you're you're dreaming for, hoping for uh, into the future? Um, this summer we're planning, um, a couple of different regional calls. So we're, we've divided the country up into four different regions. Um, and we're going to try to create some community groups that way. Um, so I'm looking forward to that right now. Kind of the plannings are working on that. Um, cause yeah, it is, it's kind of difficult to, um, to see everybody when, when you just see, you, you know, I see names that reappear each week. Yeah. And I, and I know more and more of those names and more and more of their stories, but I want to connect them, especially ones that are yeah. closer. Um, you know, I, I, 
talk, speaking of Jay Cranda and and Saddleback, yeah. and the way that they've been able to transition a lot of their individuals into community groups and their drive and push to get those people into community and and into a church. Um, yep. As as it, we kind of look at it as online as a a means to an end, and the end being face to face community. You know, I, I I still see that as so valuable. Um, and and as much as I want online church to be a replacement for that, I I I really don't think it it should be. I still think you need you know, those people that when um, challenges come, that the you know uh, the comfort that can come from you know from a squeeze and from a the physical yeah. touch of somebody that's yeah. empathetic and praying for you is just so important because yes. only online and only uh, you know individual situation can lead to some loneliness and i don't i don't want that yeah. for for god's children i love that i and i think it's so important to to really define your ecclesiology of, of what where do we want to take people and where do we not want to take people and i think the perception often of online ministries or online campuses is that we're trying to get people to stop going to church uh and yeah. just do things online and and i think most online pastors are to you and jay is is a great example of this uh he's always talking how do we get people from digital to physical um and and really get people in in-person community and and there are some that really they do like want to solely exist online and some people that will only and ever exist online but i think uh it, it is important i'm i'm wired the same way of when we first moved to new york we tried to you know be engaged in our community in our church just online and it just wasn't healthy for our family and so we stayed engaged with our old church, you know, digitally, but then we found a local church to physically have a, you know, engagement within uh, because that was important uh, to our family and for our kids and uh, for, for my wife and I uh, to worship together and be in community face-to-face with other believers. Uh, and so online fits into that, but I think we're all also uniquely wired. And so I love how you're approaching that, Christian. What, as you look at your you know, basically your tool set. Uh, and one of the things I always encourage all my pastors is don't get so focused on the technology, but I am curious what, if, if there's one platform or one tool, one resource that, that has been uh, most valuable to you, what, what would that, what would that tool be? Yeah, there's, there's so many that we, that we utilize. I mean, uh, we're in, uh, we stream uh, with Boxcast to Facebook okay. and YouTube and the church online platform on our website. Yep. Um, uh, we use you know Facebook and Instagram for social media posts, and just now you know we we, we communicate yeah. a little bit over Twitter, just trying to get back into Twitter again and yep. investigating other platforms. Um, you know, I think the place where I'm having the most uh, the most connection is actually during the live broadcast of our weekend services. Um, because yep. then I'm in the chat room with the folks and yeah, when it comes time for prayer requests and I'm, I'm encouraging them to pray or to do a rather, uh, share their request. I pray with them, yep. the church online platform, which I'm sure you're familiar with. If somebody yep. requests, requests for prayer, you can jump into yep. another little private room. And I really appreciate yep. that. And, yep. um, you know, I'm just, I'm typing out my prayer requ- or my prayer to them, you know? Yeah. Um, and at first that felt really weird to type a prayer, but yep. 
Uh, not so much anymore, uh, because yeah. going back to the the desire of my heart to really connect one on one and to minister with people in that regard, I think that's still very powerful. And I think what's really cool about that that's different than audible prayer is they can highlight it, copy it, and then paste that onto a note in their phone or on their tablet or yeah. write it out on a post-it and take that prayer with them and continue to, yeah. not that my prayer itself is any kind of great, you know, artistic uh, expression. It's just that knowing that somebody is there understanding your circumstances and holding you up to God uh, and asking for prayer, you know, and, and praying with you, yeah. I think that's, that's valuable. So I think that's probably the one area that I'm, I'm appreciating the most. Um, but I'm not entirely certain. Let's see what happens with these community groups. I think that might, might uh, you know, give it a run for its money. Um, the other thing too, Niels, and I, I do want to kind of yeah. uh, get, you know, uh, cut of your ear on this one is I don't want to encourage people to spend more time in social media platforms. So I'm always, yeah. there's this tug of war where I want to meet people where they're at, but I don't want to draw people into a, a platform, you know? Um, because I think as it is, we have too much of a tendency to get locked into a platform and then just doom scroll, you know, and, and yeah. I think that can have a, a very negative effect on your, uh, and your spirit, you know? So, um, what, let me, can I turn the tables on you and ask you please, about that? Because, please. Yeah. Um, I, I think you've had a lot more experience at this than I am and I am a sponge. I'm still trying to learn where, where do we take this? What what are you seeing as, as far as like a, a platform or as a space for people to to be ministered to online? Yeah, you know, I think and I and I love that question. The the platform that I am really encouraging churches to lean into, and I would say maybe the technology is video conferencing. And so whether that's Zoom or Google Meet, uh, I think the more you can personalize connection, human to human connection with people, or help others connect with each other, the better. And I think. It, it is different in a chat room than in a video conference. So you and I started our interaction in a, you know, messenger uh, in, in a chat, you know, function. Uh, but then we've now moved to a face-to-face. And I think that um, uh, I, 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 I feel like this is way more personal of a connection other than just seeing your photo and seeing your text than hearing your voice and seeing your face and your expressions. And so I think the more we can move people digitally into the most personal form of engagement and then too if that can be face-to-face physically even better and, and so that that's where i really am like let's uh I, let's not get so focused on just being on youtube or just being on some of these platforms where we can get tens of thousands of people there let's see if we can get tens of people on video conferences and i think you're gonna see a lot more life change uh that way than just using that that broadcast and so it's for me it's it's really video conferencing is where uh, I think is is where the best ministry, the most fruitful ministry that I see happening is taking place. I'm, I'm glad you say that because I, I, I think that's where I'm leaning to as well. And these community, regional community calls we're going to do are going to be, you know, video as well. Um, you know, we did some, um, we, we have life groups, of course, at our church. And yeah. um, my wife and I are active in our life group. And during COVID, we started doing that via Zoom. And, um, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's difficult at first, cause especially if you try to, if someone picks up a guitar, you try to sing, who's ever microphone picks up the loudest voice, it jumps to it. Yeah. It's kind of uh, jarring. 
Um, but but it is really true that being able to see somebody's face and yeah. and and see the expression of whatever emotion they're conveying, whether it be empathy or 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 sadness or yeah. or, or joy, you know, being able to see the, somebody's eyes and um, it's really true. You do feel more connected yeah. to somebody, and I mean, it, you are connecting, right? You just yeah, not in the same physical yeah. space, but yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, is is there anything, Christian, that you as you've even taken some of your business, you know, acumen of, you know, being more proactive in relationships? Is there anything from your music career and even performance and things like that 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 you see translating uh, on online? Because one of the biggest challenges with uh that that we've experienced the years is the preaching translates through streaming but music just isn't it's definitely not the same as being in the room what do you see maybe for the future of music or worship online um and being able to get that experience and and create that spiritual experience maybe for those that can't be in the room yeah that's a that's an interesting question i don't i'm not sure i i um so I don't know if this is an answer, but um, since I'm also a drummer, I'm one of the drummers on the worship team at our church. And um, many weekends, in fact, this last weekend, um, I'll be doing my online hosting, and then I'll have to run out to the stage and go to the drum kit, you know, the worship. And then I love that. Um, yeah, I actually um, there's a there's about a two minute delay, sometimes less, but about a two minute delay from the time it happens in the room to yeah. the time it's seen on the screen. So yeah. um, sometimes I'll be, uh, we'll finish finish the worship set and then I'll yep. step back off stage and grab my laptop and the worship song's still going. And I'll be able to see, yeah. you know, people uh, saying, you know, praise God, or I love this song, or, you know, this song really hits yeah. me in the right spot as far as the message. And then yep. I'll be able to respond to them, you know, and, and sometimes they'll like, hey, aren't you, playing drums you know <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of fun but um um i don't know because you know for me i mean without doubt there it enhances it to be in the room but yeah to be honest music is more often experienced in a recorded mode than in a live mode you know um yeah. even when we go see some of our favorite artists we if we get the chance to go see them in a concert that's fantastic but even if we haven't seen yeah. a concert, we love their music. We love their albums and their songs and stuff. So, uh, and that's one of the things I love about, um, one of the things about technology that I really enjoy. Um, there are many that I, that I don't necessarily enjoy. But one of the things I really enjoy is that I can just say, you know, I can call out this name, starts with an A and also ends with an A. And I can say, uh, play praise and worship. And it'll play yep. praise and worship, you know? Yep. I mean, I'm I'm a pretty big geek. I have them in my cars as well, and yep. we have one in almost every room. And then I've set up yep. um, groups so I can say play in the everywhere group. And then oh, every single room in my house is playing music. You know, even on our house. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm one of these pre- people that, for me, um, worship is a place that I I want to spend most of my time. Um, yeah, we're in my office right now and I don't know if you can see, but I've got, I've got studio monitors, like computer studio monitors and, and okay. more often than not, I have to close my office door because it's loud in here and I'm playing <laughs> yeah. music loudly. So, um, 
it, I think it enhances it to be in the live room. Yeah. But I don't think yeah. it, then you don't think you really miss anything by hearing it being broadcast or, yeah. or live. Yeah. Yes. It's, I love, I love that perspective. And I, and I, it's, um, boy, it's so, it's so interesting to even think about online being all the time, uh, that you can stream worship and maybe it's not like worship and message at the same time, uh, all the time. Uh, but, but maybe it's worship all the time and it's messages, you know, uh, mixed in and, uh, but it's not Sunday at 11 only, uh, that you're mixing that. And, and it's actually, we have access, uh, more than we've ever had before to worship yeah. experiences and environments that, uh, boy, I hadn't really even thought of it that way. Uh, I think sometimes we just have to, this is the challenge of online is we take what we've always done in the room and just want to translate that to the internet. And sometimes the way people, the way we do things online is just different than the way we do things in a room. And sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's, um, it's just different though. Yeah. And so I well, love you know what's interesting about that is that the 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 conundrum that uh, churches feel as far as um, meeting the online audience in in the platform or in the in the method that is most uh, suitable for yeah. them hearing. Um, some churches, like North Coast and and others, will will do a online only sermon where it's just a talking yeah. end like this, preaching the word. Yes, um, and ours still does. You know back of the room, showing the yeah. stage of a, with a congregation, you know? And and I've heard it said that if you grew up in the church, you prefer to see the congregation and see the yeah. ceremony of the service. If you didn't grow up yeah. in a church and maybe, you know, you've gotten more enlightenment out of TED Talks, then you might just prefer to see the preacher talking right to you. Um, yeah. And... I think for for me, where I granted I grew up in the church, and you know, yep. so to see the room and to see people entering into worship and to see people raising their hands, um, that that enhances it to me because that feels like you know I'm not the only one that's feeling the presence of the Spirit. It's people in that room. Yeah. But also, like we were going back to earlier, um, my goal is to 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 drive people into a room where people are in community worshiping our savior and there's some pastor yeah. up there sharing, you know, tidbits of wisdom that he's pulled from the scripture that week, you know, because that's, I think where we as, as Christians individually grow is learning from others and experiencing that, that communal experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, well, Christian, as we wrap up this conversation, your, your mind in this, realm of online ministry is fresh enough to remember what it's like to get started. Um, and, and when you feel like I, I don't know where to begin. Um, and you got to lean into some guys like Jeff and Jay, uh, as, as you were getting started, what advice would you have for that person that's just jumping into online ministry? They, they don't know where to really start. It feels like there's so many different directions to go. Uh, what, what advice would you have for, for that new person into online ministry? Well, it's the same answer I would have for anybody. Um, for instance, my mother and father who lived, oh, I didn't even tell you that, but my parents ended up moving here and my wife's parents moved here. So now both No way. So that I get the family lived, right there. Yeah. yeah. So my, awesome. For the last four years, my daughter has been uh, in proximity. Perfect. So she's with, in fact, her mother, my mother picked my daughter up today and 
took her to to the Dollar Tree to buy some stuff or whatever. I just just little outies, yes. you know. Um, yeah. But uh, so my folks live up the street from me, and uh, their um, garbage disposal went out. So of course I yeah. I went to you know some big box store and bought a garbage disposal. Yeah. And what did I do? I grabbed my little computer phone here and I typed in, yep. how do you install this garbage disposal? And yes. God bless these folks that take the time to film their installation of some product and then document yeah. it for me to learn from. Because, um, I mean, I think that's pretty much universal now. I don't think anyone's not aware that you can go to YouTube and find instructions yep. to do anything. Um, and that's yeah. so true with, with online ministry. Uh People like yourself, God bless you, for putting your learnings and and then asking other people to share what they've learned and to make that readily available for others to 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 download and digest. Um, it's just amazing. It really is. Um, so so that's my first one. As I just go to YouTube and type in, you know, how do I minister online or what's the best platform yeah. or whatever. Um, yeah. And then once you start to see those people following them on other social media. Um, you know, I, you've probably seen, I'm following you on everything that you have now. Um, okay. so I hope that's not creepy, but, um, a little uh, bit, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so following people and then, then yeah. so the next logical step like this, right. I mean, reach yeah. out and connect with yes. those folks. And, and I would just tell anyone that's getting into it to, especially if they came from an environment that's not like the church. Yes. Um, my experience is that everybody that I've asked a question about, has bent over backwards to assist me and has always yeah. left the conversation with anytime you need anything, you let me know and I'll try to do my best to get you an answer. Yeah. And I've been blown away in, in the telecom world and in the business world that that's uh, personal information. They spent years cultivating and they hold that carefully. You know, that's their secret yeah. sauce. They're not going to tell you what to do, yeah. you know, cause you're competition. Yeah. But in the kingdom of God, we're all unified with our same yes. goal here. And that's to point people to Jesus, Jesus. you know, and, and, and yep. exemplify his love in, in our behavior. So, yeah, I, I yeah. And, and that invite is out there. I mean, if anyone ever sees this and says, who's Christian Crow is, he doesn't know anything. Um, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. So, and uh, thank you. I love that. And I, everything with me. and always uh and i it, it is so true that this this community of leaders in this space uh have always been i feel like so generous and 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 do want to collaborate and learn from each other because in every conversation like this uh we all are learning together that's why i wanted as we were having a private conversation I was like let's let's turn on the microphone and cameras and let's record it so that others can listen in as well um and, and it's just it's so important this podcast actually it started with DJ Chuang out of just his curiosity. And then Jay Cranda and I were, you know, just, I remember we were having dinner at Jay's house with DJ and uh, DJ was like, wouldn't it be cool if people could listen to this conversation? And we said, let's set up a microphone and do that. Yeah. And this podcast was really developed out of that. Um, so Christian, I want to tell everybody how they can find you uh, and, and reach out to you. So where, where's the best place to connect with you online? Um, so I do have the URL christiancrow.com. Um, it hasn't been updated recently, which I probably need to do that. Um, and crow is C-R-O-W-E. Um, and then I'm on most of the services like Facebook. I'm at Christian Crow. Um, I, I'm 
at, at Christian Crow on Twitter as well. Um, although I don't tweet much until just last week. <laughs> we talked about that a little bit. <laughs> um, yep. And then um, the church is Calvary, and it's uh, it's Calvary Lake Havasu City. But we do our okay. URL is CalvaryAZ because uh, our goal is to uh, expand from outside of Havasu. In fact, we do have a we have a church plant in Parker, Arizona, which is about thirty miles south of us, and we have some other things in the works. So yeah, CalvaryAZ.com. And then I'm, my email is Christian at CalvaryAZ.com. I love it. I love the generosity of you putting the email out there. Um, and so go find, and it's Crow, C-R-O-W-E. That's uh, for, yeah. for those that are searching uh, for, for Christian online, we're going to have a link to all of those, to the church website and to Christian's uh, website and social media handles at socialmedia.church in the show notes. So you can go there and, and get access to everything social media. Dot church. Thanks, Christian, so much for your generosity and your time. And thanks, everyone, for listening. We will talk to you again on the next episode.